Hey y'all, it's Cabo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Whistle. Hey everybody. Hey guys. How's it going, sis? Hi. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm annoying. It's going really well. Things are great. Um, You know, we're block recording, so nothing too different from the last episode. Other than that, how are you, sis? Same. Same? Nothing nothing different, so. Cool. (laughs) Let's go to our little bit of tea. I am pretty sure Rihanna is serving life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, apparently, we're coming closer to her release date. So maybe, maybe <laughs> she's giving us an album, but I Girl. doubt it highly. Girl. That's a joke. Sis has given up music forever. Um, forever and ever. Maybe forever Erica and ever. had her baby by now. I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah, girl. That's a tea then. She's pregnant with Safari's baby okay. and they're having a baby girl. Oh, and she's super with that excited. Big ass dick. Okay, girl, you better get that shit. Girl, better take that shit, bitch. Woo, child. You mm-hmm. better take that shit, bitch. That okay. big ass shit. You feel that in your fucking <laughs> esophagus. Girl, Ooh, in your brain. Child. In your brain. Girl. Instant migraine. Temporal lobe, child. Um, but yeah, girl, they're having a girl. So maybe she's had her baby already. I don't know. I'm not. Yes, no idea. Okay. I just know she's pregnant. Well, hopefully um, they the have a safe delivery yeah. and a healthy baby. Um, let's see. What else? Per usual, every week, Beyonce serving us. You know, you thought we was going to go through another week without talking about Beyonce. <laughs> anyway. That's that. Now let's move on to this Motivation Monday. Okay. (laughs) Okay, for Motivation Monday this week, it is a quote from, uh, yeah, girl, yours truly. (laughs) What's up? All right. Okay. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Don't wait for permission to wander. The world is yours, black girl. That's it. I love it. Thank you, yours truly. That is yes, beautiful. You know, Do not thought, wait for the next know, man to tell you when it's time to go. Just go. You know, just go. Just get up and go. The world belongs to you. The world is yours just as it is to everyone else, especially the clear people. <sighs> okay. <laughs> My brother and I have decided that we will start referring to them as the clears. Okay. Oh, <laughs> So when we talk to when we talk about them, we're like, yeah, the clears, da 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 da, yeah, the clears, they're clear. So funny, the clears. That actually made me laugh. That was a good one. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him about yesterday. Oh yeah. And he was like, "How was it?" I was like, "Oh, it was clear as fuck." <laughs> he burst out laughing. <laughs> oh, I was I like, "Who? It. it was clear as fuck." I had to get out of that bitch real quick. I was like, "Okay, this is cute. Time to see well, you guys, guys later." I, this is that my scene. <laughs> definitely leads us into our scoop today. <laughs> because. <laughs> talking about um you know just the african-american conditioning of life that we have had to endure 
for dum, years dum, dum. and years. And some of the things that we've changed, some of the things that we are growing out of, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm, so, girl. And uh, this is this. Uh, some of it involves the clears. <laughs> A lot of it involves the clears. The majority of it involves the clears. One of them specifically. Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and start us off right now. One of them specifically. One okay. of them. There's multiple, like you said, but the one thing that I'm going to start us off with. I'm wondering which clear you ta- you about to start us. Oh, multiple things. I thought you yeah. meant one clear person. In oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, okay. based on that, one of them specifically is hair, right? Oh, yeah. So Oof. I grew mm-hmm. up. And I remember when I got my first perm, remember when I got my first haircut, all that crazy stuff. And my dad always talks about how, like, you have long, beautiful hair. Keep your hair long. Keep your hair long, blah, 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 you know. And I always thought that I needed to keep my hair straight and long because that's Mm -hmm. what other people around us do. Their hair Mm -hmm. is neat and it's well kept and it's well managed. And that's what, well... That's what society says of what quote unquote, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know, society says that you need to have well-kept managed hair and just mm-hmm. our 4C, 4B, 4A, whatever. That's just not um, to societal standards. So that yeah. was the one thing that I remember just now in my journey of um, having natural hair and being in my workplace around a lot of women who long clear hair, people. <laughs> clear people and have long hair and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess I see how, I'm just going to say it flat out how detrimental that can be to someone that's young because they think that they now have to put all this heat in their hair to look a certain way and to be considered professional when in reality your hair, your, your coily hair is professional. Your kinky hair is professional. Mm-hmm. So that was my one little uh, mic drop to this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a topic that we have discussed Mm-hmm. Um, in a in an episode before, so if you haven't listened to that and you would like to hear more about like the struggles of a black girl and like you know when it comes to our journey and our yeah. hair and the workplace and stuff like that, definitely listen to the episode with Danny. Yes, um, the episode with Danny was really good. I can't remember the title, but it was about being a black face in a white space. Mm-hmm. Um. And we had a, one about our it's natural titled, hair journey changed. as well. Oh, you've changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it's titled. Go back and listen to that. And then we had our other episode where we talked about our natural hair journey, right? Yep. So if you want to get more in-depth with those topics, those were two really good conversations. Yes, that, they were. Uh, y'all should definitely listen to. But, um, yeah, that that the fact that it's funny because I had to work my way out of straightening my hair Mm -hmm. for special events or you know certain things like it was now if I straighten my hair for a special event it's because I wanted to go with my outfit or like I wanted to like I want the specific look rather Mm -hmm. than feeling like my hair doesn't look done Mm -hmm. if it's curly yeah you know it looks like I just rolled out of bed that's kind of how I was I don't want to say conditioned but that's how we were all conditioned that if your hair is not just prim and prep and yeah slick and it doesn't down have to necessarily be from like your parents it's conditioning it's societal standards you know yeah what they show yeah. you in the media like they always show you people with long beautiful hair and like all the commercials or mm-hmm. maybe it's someone and even if it's curly now they have racially ambiguous girls boom 
and they and it's not a problem that they're like obviously but it's just that that's the representation for black people now racially yeah. ambiguous girls and guys as opposed to finding they are there as well but also there are black people with darker skin tone mm-hmm. that don't have light colored eyes nope. and who have a curly or kinky hair and cannot be mistaken for anything other than black or african or whatever the case may be but exactly. you, we we have to it's like I want us to get beyond a point in society where we have to celebrate companies for actually being inclusive. Yeah. Like it should be that that should be I the know norm. it stands out to me to say like if I look at um if I look at and I'm in a store or whatever and you see how they have the pictures of the models mm-hmm. and stuff and they might have like a bunch of clear people and then they'll have like a racially ambiguous girl, maybe a dark skinned guy with like a short haircut, nice hair. He looks yeah. kind of racially ambiguous mm-hmm. too. But like it stands out to me when I see the stories that might have a dark skinned girl with kinky hair up there looking just freaking gorgeous or whatever, like Ulta. It stands out to me. And it's like those are the stories that I gravitate towards because I'm like, they think about those people, they think about us. But at the same time, it's like, I want to get beyond a point and I can't wait till we get beyond a point where that has to be celebrated, where it's just like the norm. I agree. Cause it, it should be the norm because it's normal for us to have people of all different skin complexions and hair textures everywhere. Mm-hmm. So why can't we just showcase that on a broad spectrum? You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So what do you have? What do you think is something that we've been conditioned to believe or, and, or do? I think, or not do. That something that we've been conditioned to not do is Mm -hmm. travel and see the world. Um, I know so, so many black people who have not left the bounds of their city or their state. They haven't been outside of Georgia. And it's kind of crazy to me, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel that. For me, I was always a very curious being. And when it came to traveling, I would look at these pictures in the encyclopedia or in videos that they would show us in school and stuff. And I was like, does this stuff really look like this? Like, this is crazy. You don't look anything like it does over here. Right. But Mm -hmm. it was more so like a fantasy land, a fantasy idea to even go there, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny because I remember that I did, and I'm, Shout out to my middle school history teacher. I cannot remember that woman's name, but I remember her face like it was yesterday. So weird. But anyway, she was cool as fuck. And she had us do this project where we were assigned a country. So she assigned us Mm -hmm. a destination and we had to build a trip around it. So we had the itinerary. We had to choose a hotel. We had to figure out what flight we were going to take. So everything. And, you know, everything I do is like, excessive so my binder like all of my stuff was laminated me and my mom like made a hotel key we literally printed out fake plane tickets we had luggage tags like we're that's a real cute project though it was a very cute cute project but i was assigned athens greece guess where i went in 2017 athens greece and it was so amazing to me because i was looking in my book like okay where are some things like before we went i was like where's some things i can go to oh yeah i remember this and i went and saw things that i researched like you know in Mm -hmm. middle school we had computers we had computers at home i had internet but it took a minute so i had my little like color you know you remember little color (laughs) square box computer that everybody had where you could choose like different colors i had one of them and i was in there 
you know, doing my little research for for my project <laughs> and looking at different hotels and like other things. I even think the flight that I signed up the the imaginary person to take was Air mm-hmm. France and we took Air France to get there. It was like, you know, surreal to see those things. And it changed my thought process because my family doesn't travel much. Like we go, we are in Georgia, we go to Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, like South Carolina, North Carolina. And that's about it. We've been Mm -hmm. maybe to like DC for a wedding and I was like six, but it was like, we're going there, we're coming back and we don't go on vacation for long. It's like two or three days and we go right back home. And um, yeah, so the idea of taking a vacation of a week is like, what unheard of the fuck spoken i took my first vacation for a week like (laughs) when i went to new york and it was Mm -hmm. like what like vacation is taking vacations is a dream was a dream growing up it was like a thing that i don't know i don't know tell me about your experience because i feel like i sound crazy but it really was like a no you don't sound crazy at all like my family, we didn't take vacations that I can remember. Mm-hmm. We didn't really take vacations. My dad always talks about us going to Disney World when I was like a baby and things like that. But you don't remember those type right. of things. Um, but one of our vacations just passed us going to Valdosta to see my brother coach. But that was like the that's my first time ever doing something like of that caliber with my family. Right. Um but my dad always encouraged us to travel because he was in the Navy. Mm, so he so saw he a lot saw of things. A lot. He saw the world. Yeah, he saw a lot of things. So, like, he always tells me, like, you're young. You don't have any kids. You don't have, you know, nothing tying you down. So, take us, like, go and travel and see the world as much as possible because mm-hmm. there's so much more world than just, That's you know, beautiful. Gwinnett County or Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. or Georgia in general. Um but I do, I think that like there's a lot of people out there who they never saw their family take vacations. So they just don't, don't even, that's not even, a, that's not second it's nature not a to thought them. process. I think, you know? and that's why I'm so grateful for my teacher because I felt yeah, like for if doing she that, wouldn't that's have a, that's a done great that, project to have. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have, like I was a very well-read child. Like I read a lot mm-hmm. and I always have. So I was always curious about other places, but I don't think the process of planning a trip and doing like that. I think I love planning trips now. You know, I'm a planner. I'll be like, we're going to go here yes. and do this, do this, do this. And too. I have it all bloop, 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 like lined yeah. up. We're doing this, this, this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's cute. Whatever. But that sparked People, something in me that I never knew was there. Yeah. And the interesting And I think that if you don't have that spark, I think that if you yeah. don't have someone to cultivate that spark or kind of like help you um, grow to that, then you're going to forever be stuck. I don't want to say stuck in your home, but um, the, the furthest you'll go stuck. is in your mind. Yes. Yes. You'll forever be mentally stuck. You'll, you can go to places in your head, but if you're not physically going to Athens or Paris or mm-hmm. um, Italy, like you might as well be in captivity in your own head because you're not even allowing yourself to explore. Yeah. And um, there are some people, so I.e. my really dad, who are like, I don't see why I got to leave. Georgia got everything. We got mountains. <laughs> we got a lake. We got the beach in Savannah. <laughs> we got beaches. I don't see why I gotta go nowhere. And I'm like, nigga, it's so much else out there. Right. And some people just don't like to travel. They don't want to go on a flight. They don't want to take a train. Mm -hmm. They just want to be able to go 20 minutes down the road and come right back. Mm -hmm. And for those people, I mean, there's always a ladder, right? Yeah. Zero to 100. So I'd rather be on the 100 spectrum of the scale because (laughs) I like to travel. 
I love to and travel. And I like to see a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious. And, you know, I love taking solo trips and just doing my own thing. But mm-hmm. also my girl trips, ba- vacations, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Some people don't want to do that. By all means. It's a whole world fine. out here. And I don't think that we should okay. limit ourselves or hinder ourselves. You should not And limit I think yourself. that also traveling changed my experience as a black person. Not that I was oh never proud. But, like, it made me so much more proud and connected to, like, the fact that I do have a culture. I remember growing up mm-hmm. and I felt as if black people didn't have a culture. I felt like what we had was just like what they gave us and we dealt with it. But then when you actually yeah. read and you actually learn more and you actually experience more, you realize that like this, the Southern culture in itself is completely different from any other like shit. The South in Atlanta, the culture in Atlanta is completely different from the culture in Texas. Completely different completely i've had foods that i've never had in my life here i've seen things i've never seen in my life in like these you Mm -hmm. know couple months that i've been here and it's crazy Mm -hmm. but it's just like a difference in where you are on the map makes a huge difference in your experience and that's something that i never would have thought about or known what's so phenomenal about what you're saying is the fact that you are able to explore and you have those you have seen those things and you're able to I guess change your mindset in a sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you're experiencing so, so many different cultures. So I I actually feel bad for people who don't get out there and explore mm-hmm. because they're so to me I kind of feel like they're very narrow-minded. Very. They don't want yeah, by not wanting to explore and see what else is out there. I'm not saying that you can't read it in a book, but you don't get the same experience as being by reading there. it in a book and actually being there. As you it's know? not the same and like and so your mindset and your views and maybe the way you speak and the way you discuss different topics are going to mm-hmm. forever be one way because you didn't allow yourself to explore and learn about something precisely. different. Precisely. Precisely. So. And it also helps you find beauty in the things that you experience every day. Oh, yes. Because I always appreciated I being you. black, but... Mm-hmm. Now it's an intangible feeling. It's an intangible kind of experience to love how black I am and to never want to be anything else because I grew up always wanting to be something else because I felt that what I had or what I was given wasn't good enough. And I realized what I was given was the absolute best of everything. It's kind of crazy. Honestly, I'm the same way. I grew up Mm -hmm. with a very, and it's terrible. And I'm, it's just terrible to say it out loud because it's always been in my head, but Mm -hmm. I grew up thinking like something was wrong with me for being black. Mm. Like how was I like, why did I like, why did God choose me to have this color skin tone? Because these people don't like, you know, they, they act this Mm. way towards us. Like, why couldn't I be, you know, a different color because then I wouldn't have to experience these things. But now that I'm older, it's like, I wouldn't take that back for the world. Yeah. Like I never not wanted to be be me, to be black, to be around people that, um, can teach me and help me like you know just just those kind of things so yeah yeah I never not wanted to be black because like when I was younger my dad um (laughs) a song he played like every Saturday morning was like say it loud I'm black and I'm proud and I really like (laughs) that was the thing I used to it's Saturday morning we used to wake up and sing it together because he I just had to know my dad is very like pro-black y'all know that like very Mm -hmm. extremely like he followed Farrakhan, Mr. Fender, Minister Farrakhan, heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where my mom's family could not stand him. Because he decided he was Muslim, child. He, mm. <laughs> girl, he was serious. Jeez. This okay, man was into extreme. it. 
he's he's an extremist okay i will say that i get Mm -hmm. that from him so (laughs) he's an extremist it all makes sense now it It all all makes makes so much sense (laughs) it's all coming together my dad is such an extremist but anyway so um he was very pro-black so i never not wanted to be black but i never I never truly understood or appreciated the beauty in it because I was surrounded by it. Everybody around me was black. And this is just what we looked like. And I never saw that Mm -hmm. there was a problem or a good or a bad. It just just was what it was. You know what I mean? And then when I came to college was when I had, I told you this. I think I've said this on the podcast before too. When I came to college, it was like my very first experience with like, you know, white people, clear people. I was like, damn, this is very different. And I've heard that from multiple, a lot of my friends from college would tell me that and obviously for me it's definitely the opposite opposite. yeah so it's like it was a it's a completely like different shocker experience when it came to you know existing in that space and so Mm -hmm. um that helped me appreciate my culture more because I was able to connect with people that I never met before in ways that like we couldn't even verbalize because we had shared experiences because of our culture and our upbringing you know what I'm saying so it really um I really it really made me appreciate it more but then um this was the whole purpose of me starting this this part of the conversation when I went to Greece okay it was like where are we going when i went to greece off topic <laughs> the people were staring at me and my friend me and mm. tim they were they probably staring don't. like and it wasn't like a like it wasn't like a water what are you doing here kind of stare we felt like mm-hmm. celebrities because people were staring at yeah, us like in admonishment mind like mouth wide open we would walk past a family and they would just be like oh my god like gawking at us it was insane I was like what the hell and so I had a a couple conversations with people and for them we're looking at them and like everybody here is the fuck beautiful like how the hell are all y'all like beautiful hair beautiful dark hair Mm -hmm. beautiful tan skin gorgeous bodies like what the fuck you know we're looking at them like that and they're looking at us like how we're looking at them but every but they were like everybody here looks the same that's what they said to me they were like everybody here looks the same but you guys don't and i was like oh because i was having a conversation with my friend's cousin the one who was getting married because mm-hmm. we, you know, we went for a wedding. So I was having a conversation with my friend's cousin, and he was just like gawking over me, like for real. Like it was, it was not no secret. His mom was like, "Go over there. He's looking for you." And I was just like, "Okay." He was my escort everywhere. He wouldn't let me open the door, touch it, like step. I was like, "Okay, this is cute, precious." Yeah, but I was like, "What is this? Why are you doing all of this?" And he was like, "You're just so gorgeous." I was like, "Yeah, but so are you, and so is your mom, and so is this person over here. Like y'all are fucking gorgeous." And he was like, "Nah." And they, a couple people said this, like, everybody looks the same, but you, you guys don't look like us. And mm-hmm. it's just, they were like, it's just beautiful. It's amazing. They were like, you walk different, you talk different, you look different. You act. And for them, that was like, so crazy. Unheard of. Right. Mm-hmm. But they have, they are, a lot of them haven't really traveled outside of Greece. Oh, wow. It's crazy. So they're stuck as well. Essentially. In a sense. In a sense. That's hmm. crazy, right? That is crazy. I wouldn't have, like, that just kind of shows you how, like, culturally, some of the same things that every, people did with some of the same things culturally, right? Yeah. Like, you look at that movie, like, because from you saying Greece, is like that movie, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But, yeah. like, they well, I haven't like seen that, it. Where it was like, 
Okay. Well, they were like my that. My friend had a big they, fat Greek They all lived though. together uh-huh. and they all didn't leave and nobody could, like, you couldn't leave mm-hmm. and move outside of, like, the state of, I guess, Jersey or something like that mm-hmm. because, like, that's what family did. Family stayed together and all those things instead of just being like, it's okay, like, go travel. Mm-hmm. Go explore the world. Go live. Live! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was, oh, that's my part. That What's was, yours? Well, no, I had one that was going to, piggy not piggyback but um kind of felt along the same line okay as oh my gosh what was that oh i just had it in my head and it give was it so to good. us give it to us give it to us um you talked us. about traveling uh-huh that oh okay so and like you talked about how like you were out there for the wedding and so what made me think about it which came from big fat creek wedding or whatever was that this like this is like a societal thing where like we have to be married by the time we're like 25, 26, you know, like I feel like, and I don't know, like I wouldn't say that it's a society thing. I think it is African-American families too, where if you're not married or you're not dating someone and in, in, in your, in your twenties or something like that, it's like, when are you getting married? Oh, when are you having babies? Or when, you, I don't know if you ever get those questions, but like my cousin talks about it and she's like, stop asking me these questions. Leave me alone. Like, I will have a boyfriend when I have a boyfriend, and I will be married when I get married. But I kind of, like, like if I'm with friends, sometimes I hear their parents say that, and I'm like, oh, like, this is, like, a real thing. People are really, like, concerned about someone being married at such a young age. Like, why can't we just be single, explore, live our lives, and then it'll happen over, you know, whenever it does. I don't really have to deal with those kind of things, but I've seen it in other people. In other people's lives, I guess. Um, yes, I have. I get those questions all the time. Every time I see my family, okay. every single time, every time mm, I'm around okay. them, it makes me very uncomfortable. It's all the time. It's all the time. It is a conversation all the time. Okay, now that I got that out of the that? way, we'll talk about <laughs> that. Now that I got that out the way, I wanted to say I think it's based off of it's a, ge- a geographical thing because the cultures are different, okay. right? So I think it's a very southern thing for Mm -hmm. kids to be married off and like you know to be married off at a very at a very young age and to have to like for it to be pressure for that you know what i'm saying yeah but if you think about the southern culture farm farmland a lot of people had farms back in the day they had large families the families they go and they procreate they work they bring more money back that's the mindset, mm-hmm. right? So even if they can't like verbalize that, I, I'm pretty sure that's the mindset that they're going for when it's like, when are you getting married? Why aren't you married by now? Or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, it's a very Southern thing because like women are raised, like I was raised to be a wife. I was raised to be a wife. Me too. It was, to hear if you like, do this, no man, man want this. this yes. Don't no man yes. want a girl who does this. No, no man <sighs> want a girl who does that. As opposed so to like, who gives a fuck? Like to the point yeah, that. You don't have a man, fuck him. Yeah. To the point that my dad wouldn't let me play basketball because he was like, you're going to be too hard. And ain't no man going to want no hard ass. <laughs> I'm like, no, my dad, you see, your dad's an extreme and extremist. He's a very, <laughs> he's an extremist. And it's like, bro, you're fucking dumb. Is that? Like, why? Why would you say that something like that? Dad, calm down. It doesn't even correlate. <laughs> And if you look like even the high school I went to, the entire girls basketball team was like girly as fuck, like had long ass ponytails and like got their nails done and shit. But they was balling like a motherfucker. They was good as fuck. But like, but I can still wear a dress. But they were very, they were very cutesy, prissy girls. Like, you know, and so it was like, you know, it is what it is. But um, 
I think that it's it's a ge- geographical thing or whatever. Yeah, I was talking to someone who's from New York, and he was telling me that he was told to live his life and take his time and mm. not to worry about having a family and kids until he felt like he was ready. And so he was saying that in New York, that's a thing that they're taught, but I could be understood. I could understand that as well because there are a lot of people in New York. There's lots of people in New York. And I've heard a lot of people in New York say that the dating scene is difficult because of the fact that you have to, um, Oh, because of the fact that people are always on the lookout for like the next best thing. So you might be on a date oh, with somebody okay. and be like, he's really great. This guy seems perfect, but this nigga just walked past me and goddamn, who is he? What what kind of shoes he got yeah. on? You know what I'm saying? There's okay. always something. Okay. So that's what I was told from that one guy. I don't know if that, oh, wow. you know, if that's the full hmm. representation of everybody, but that's what he said. And I thought that was interesting. Okay. And I figured that a lot of people based on like where you're raised you get different things because in the south i think it's very common to like get married early and marry your high school sweetheart and yeah. like never leave and stuff like that and i'm sure in like flyover states that's probably a common thing too just mm-hmm. based off of like mm-hmm. industry in that area and i feel yeah. like in california it might be similar to like new york or something where it's What's like you know relax live your life do this and then okay so that's just what I think. I don't know. But how do I deal with that? My aunts, uh, one of my aunts told me once she likes to make a joke. And uh, once she was like, yeah, Kavori can't keep a man. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, auntie, a nigga can't keep me. Okay. And I looked her dead in her eyes Reverse and that. I didn't smile. I laughed after I said it. I said, no, auntie, a nigga can't keep me. And I sat there because he can't. A nigga can't keep me. So when a nigga <laughs> act right, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, I promise you when somebody's son act right, we'll be on. But I'm not wasting my time just to say I got a nigga. No, I have countries. They be like, why you don't have babies? I, I still have countries that I haven't been to. The fuck what? What? Children are expensive. And you know how much it costs a pipe? Two plane tickets? Okay. No. Ugh, two plane tickets and travel with a two-year-old? No, thank you. I still need to go to these different continents before I pop out somebody child out my pussy. So give me some time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I really respond like that. Like, that's how I handle it. I'm like, look. Okay. And, yeah, my aunt will be, are you dating anyone? Who's your boyfriend? I know you're talking to nobody. Nobody. Don't nobody. That's me every time. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, I come from a family I'm minding my business. a whole bunch of women. And I think, like, the women in my family, I just don't think they really, I mean, not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. We're not, they're not. They're not big fans of men. So they're like, they don't ever pressure me about it. Oh, okay. They're like, what's your next trip? When is your next vacation? What are you doing like next time? You know, things See, like that. Now, I have not, family members that ask me that, but most of the time it's the men that men ask me that. The men in my family will do that. They'll be like, okay. when's your next trip? See, I don't have when's your next vacation? Family. How's work going? Where are you moving yeah. to next? What you yeah. got going on? Like, they're See, like nice. that. How's your YouTube channel? How's this? They'll ask, what's the podcast like? They'll talk about those things. Yeah. They may every now and then mention like, are you dating anybody? But as soon as I'm like, nah, don't nobody son act right. They'd be like, yeah, take your time. Um, and then they and we go on like it's nothing yes. it's literally I don't know why nothing women feel like we have to be like so who are you dating okay when are you gonna start dating someone seriously i have it's no like, idea does it matter but you know my dad when i made bring someone's son in this house like for that, christmas though. you'll know that it's serious okay yeah until then <laughs> 
let's just cut this turkey. But not even on. that. I I have brought men that I've dated to Thanksgiving, to Christmas. I don't give a fuck. You can come around these crazy motherfuckers if you want to. Y'all think I'm crazy. Know, I don't do that at all. See, y'all think I'm crazy. You've only brought in, like one guy. I'm a very person. mild version of my family, okay? I am the I am the least funny person in my family. <laughs> Your family is hilarious, I will say. Girl, and you Everyone. you like have you met everybody? You met everybody for the most part. Yeah. Was it Christmas or the Super Bowl party? Super Bowl party. Super Bowl party, yes. So you see, mm-hmm. I am a very mild version of my family. Everybody's hilarious. Everybody it's, it's, it's very everybody in my family Everybody's is with hilarious. Everybody's hilarious. So any man that comes into that house or like comes into your family definitely has to be able to like hold his own because yeah. if you can't, you're just not going to make it. And like it's, it's a good test go well. because I really like if, if my, and my family is very in your face, like they don't, they don't do small talk. There's no like, how was your day? The weather outside is cold, isn't it? No, wow, it's, it's windy. straight to the point. Like, so what do you do? Yeah. What you trying to do? What you want to do? It's like damn, I don't. Did somebody ask you? So, what drink? are you passionate about? Like, and you were like, yes, "Damn, nice like, to meet Yo, you, Alice." Look, I literally <laughs> just got to the house. Like, <laughs> we just parked. What do you mean? What am I passionate? I don't know. Like, you said listen, we just I know what I'm passionate about, but that was just really on the spot. <laughs> Girl, I mean, these people I, like, are crazy, to, like, and they do not care. Me back for a second. They don't care. They do not care. Fine. So like, when it comes what, though, to people like, coming how- around, like my, but my, I have had lots of friends that come to family functions too, but like I have mm-hmm. a very big family. So like yes, our functions, do. like that was a small function that you came to. Like our Thanksgivings mm-hmm. that we had at our house were like 60 or 70 people. My mom just recently stopped doing that like three years ago. Like we were doing Thanksgiving every year. It was a huge That's a thing. Lot. It's a lot. And me and her were cooking all the food. Like it was a lot. So um, if I invited friends or whoever, it didn't matter. Like, come on. Like they would notice that there's a different person, but it wouldn't be like, you wouldn't feel out of place because there's 70 fucking people moving around. So you'll find yeah. somebody so to talk to. Like- I got you. Yeah, and it's people of different of all different ages. So like, if you got a baby, go put them with the other kids, and the kids the kids in there playing video games or whatever, doing some shit. Mm -hmm. Like, is the women, the men be in the basement? You know, people do different stuff. So like, you wouldn't feel out of place. So it was never a thing to be like, oh come on. But then also. I know how I feel about you after you meet my family because these motherfuckers is crazy. So if you can hold your own and be like, that was cool, then I might rock with you. But my family going to read you. And if you come in looking crazy, them, why did you wear that? You know them you shoes. Know where you are? They be like, you didn't iron. You must don't have no iron at home, baby. They be real nice about it. But why did you come? You must don't have no iron at home, baby. You can be like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Well, damn. And be like, you have to be like, actually, this is a wrinkled silk. Um, that- <laughs> it's actually, it's supposed to be like this. I bought them like this. And the, the pant leg said that there was wrinkles, like wrinkle pants. So I'm so sorry, man. I but wish I, y'all I could I see Jasmine right now. <laughs> if we had it, like, if we screen recorded this shit, I'd be fucking like, y'all, Jasmine is hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, I'm crying. I'm crying laughing because her description and the way she was just doing it was like she was reading. Sorry. Okay, back to. So sorry, so sorry. Yeah, my family. But now at the point I'm at now, I ain't bringing no niggas over. You can't fucking come over. Fuck you. No, I feel like um, a man's not going to come to my my house until like 
we're engaged or some shit. Yeah, it's gonna be like, what's up? This my nigga. Like, no. Well, be- and also like, my family's not big, so you're going you're going to be noticed immediately. Oh yeah. When you walk into our house, uh-huh. you know. So I'm just very particular. Yeah. I, you know, tried it, didn't go so well. We will not try that again for quite some time. So unless you know, um, we're it's for sure for sure a thing. But you know, I'm not pressed about it anytime soon. Right. But I think um, career-wise, black people have been, like, conditioned to think that you can't be the boss or be the person in yes. charge. And it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not our fault because societal standards have showed us Society that. Society put that on them. Society mm-hmm. put that on us. And no matter, you know, how hard we try, there are still going to be instances where society still comes back and fights us. Oh, but yeah. they'll allow they're another they're person in. They're going to for us as much as possible. Right, and we're trained that we have to work three times as hard and everything, which yep. I do believe is true because me too. You can't be a mediocre black person. You can't be a mediocre black business person specifically. Specifically, no. you cannot. You have to be three times as better for people to actually be like, okay, now I can send somebody. Because just in the conversation that we just had, you know, people will go looking for something to complain about because yeah. it's a black oh, yeah, business. exactly. Waiting to like call you waiting out waiting to call you out on something before they even do research or look anything up. But you And know. you also you cannot act the same way as the clears because let's be real, if someone if a person is clears can be so fucking mediocre. Yes, and they can be aggressive and they can be high maintenance or whatever. If you act the same way, it's just not gonna read the same. Mm-mm. So they you can know, literally you, be so mediocre in life better. and get so much more than you. And you have to work so hard just to be noticed. It's crazy. It's yeah. insane. Not fair, but it's it's so sad, but it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. But at the same time, I also wouldn't want anybody to be mediocre and represent. And it, it's, oh my it's gosh, so unfortunate no, that one black person not. has to represent the entire community. Girl, it is so. Say that one more time. It is so unfortunate that one black person represents the entire community. They have to. It's, a, it's like Simone Biles. If Simone Biles were to get drunk and go party and have a good time or whatever the case may be and pictures were to get out of her, then all of a mm-hmm. sudden people want to take away her goddamn her medals, medals and accolades say that she was taking steroids or whatever and have all kind of crazy and granted this never happened but i'm just saying if that were to be the case it would have been blown out of proportion if obama would have done something like hey like i don't know the fuck had a secret phone call had a secret <laughs> phone call yeah if obama had a secret and phone call while in office and it leaked he he wouldn't have had eight years gone. of presidency he would have been out yeah in in 30 days it wouldn't have even taken it is this a long proven fact that you just have to work like look at um oh my gosh what am, why, why can't i remember her name tennis player what the fuck maria sharapova or serena no black one serena my favorite serena well, my dad calls her cadillac that's why i'm like wait why can't i remember <laughs> um because she got cadillac girl. in the back that big ass trunk in the back he's like cadillac i'm like shut the fuck up anyways <laughs> but you look at serena williams and it's been proven that she's had to have way more drug tests than any athlete, mm-hmm. any tennis player. Like, they're going to try to find something wrong with you. So you just have to make sure. Like, you just have to be better. Like, 
you should be wanting to be better anyways like right in my opinion i want to be better for me not because society says i have to be just because i have rules and standards of myself Mm -hmm. that i want to be able to meet and exceed Mm -hmm. but i think that we those standards for ourselves Mm -hmm. are passed down from our parents yes right which are passed down from their parents which are passed down from their parents and it's a thing that we've created a standard for ourselves but we have to have that standard for ourselves there's no black people out here that are raised to just like you can just do just enough just pass like in i'll give you a perfect example during my doctorate program during my doctorate program, this is a conversation that me and my doc had recently. During the doctorate program, like, I had to go above and beyond. I literally had to go above and beyond. There were literally people trying me every single step of the way. The clears. There were lots of clears. And lots of clears trying it. And not just me, other classmates. So what we did was all the black people sat together in every class. We studied together. We did everything together. Like, and when we sat in class, we we could sit in class and the clear people wouldn't say anything all day, would not respond to the professor. The professor asked a question, we'll respond and answer the question without a hesitation, without a hesitation because we've been studying, number one, because we're smart, mm-hmm. number two, and because we know we have to be three times better than you to even like be like good enough. Considered. It's considered yeah. good enough, right? And so the thing is, we they were annoyed by that by the fact that we were like this and that but it's like how can you sit in this class that you pay all this money for and not even interact with the professor that's talking to us for a minimum of two hours a day they don't have to because they don't have to and they're not taught to they literally mm-hmm. would like barely study or be like yeah 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 i got i got good enough i passed it's fine or like struggle to keep financial aid a quarter because they don't pass and then come back and stuff like that and things happen i understand that but they would be like that was a repetitious thing throughout Mm -hmm. like the group of clear people and it was just like it's okay for you to be mediocre it's okay because your dad has a practice and you're gonna go you got a job anyway so all you have to do is pass and work for him and you'll be good and you'll be fine make sure you get your degree that's it but for me, I'm over here like, I got to be the best. I got to study. I got to have find an internship. I got to find a good internship. Yeah. yeah. Literally all Crazy. of that. And they don't even have to try. But and that's majors across the board. Yeah. Lawyers, like anything like majors across, just across the board. The board. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, but it's also something that it's a burden that I'm willing to bear. It's a burden yes. that I proudly bear because. Yes. Because I have to be three times as better, better than you, know that I'm five times better than you. Okay. Know Which that. I'm really ten times better than you, but. I'm not one to brag. No. <laughs> but I am bragging. <laughs> but watch me brag. But watch no, me but brag. Seriously, that, watch that watch is, me show you what the fuck yeah, I'm capable of. I think that's really and truly it all in a nutshell. I love that. Yeah, I thought that would be good to bring together to wrap it up because that's definitely though that covers a lot of the topics and I'm sure that we'll cover this a lot more. This is a good conversation to have multiple times mm-hmm. so we can, um, you know, expand. We can expound, expound on this and um, do some research and you know divide the conversation in different ways. But um, yeah. as far as this goes, I think this is a good place to end it and now it is time for our do of the week 
Um, the do for this week is clean your baseboards, bitches. Get on your if hands you don't know and knees. What a baseboard is. <laughs> Google it, cause goddamn, that mean you ain't never cleaned shit in your fucking life. And clean behind your motherfucking toilet, cause people look at that okay. shit. Cause that shit builds up too. That's nasty. That shit be nasty, nasty as fuck. Ass. First of all, that's one thing my parents did tell me. People look at the bottom of your toilet. If you don't mm-hmm. clean the bottom of your toilet, you a nasty motherfucker. Clean the bottom of your toilet. Not just the the toilet bowl, the inside to get the ring. No. You need to be sanitizing the outside of the bowl. You need to be sanitizing the floor. You need to be scrubbing the grout between the tile. Get all that shit up. That's nasty. Sanitize your bathroom and clean your baseboards this week. We are preparing for a new year and we will not go and go into this motherfucking 2020 into this new decade with dirty baseboards and cruddy ass toilet frames. I don't know what the toilet base is. That's what it's called. Preach. That's all. So follow us on Instagram. At becoming she <laughs> underscore. That's B E C O M I N G S H E underscore. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions for new episode topics, or if you're branding, you're looking to, um, you know, sponsor the kids or whatever, you know, email us at becoming she live at gmail.com. That's B E C O M I N G S H E L I V E at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And sticking around with our shits. We appreciate you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.